Shalom and welcome to Once Upon a Soul, an exploration of 68 unique stories inspired by the teachings of Rabbi Usher Freund Zatzal. This podcast series is sponsored in loving memory of Mrs. Clary Safrin, Alea HaShalem. May the neshama of Rivka Sarah Basrab Yeshua have an aliyah. The fourth story is about a very large country that had a yar that had a forest inside of it. And there was a legend going around among the citizens of this country that within this forest, lived the no good one, lived some terrifying specter, some horrifying demon of some kind, the no good. And there were all kinds of stories that were told about wild sounds, strange things that were happening around this forest. And everybody was very terrified. And it was clear to the citizens that whoever gets anywhere near this forest is endangering his life. And understandably, Everyone was very afraid, and they stayed very far away from this forest. But because the king's personal highway passed through this forest, Yotza Cruz, an announcement was made, that whoever would go into the forest and rid it of whatever was inside of it that everyone was so afraid of, he would receive a princely sum of a thousand gold coins from the royal treasury. But because people were so terrified of this forest, nobody dared to try. And the royal officials just didn't know what to do about it because the king needed to travel on his road and a section of his road passed through this forest and they couldn't find anybody willing to go in and to drive out whatever terrible force was lurking within the darkness of this forest. Until one day, a particular Jew was passing through this country as a Meshulach, as a collector, a schlepper, somebody who's going to collect money for himself, who's not able to make a parnasa, and subsides off of tzedakah funds. The Shama Mikolasipur, he was hanging out certain places and people were talking about this challenge that the king was looking for somebody who was willing to go into the forest and banish whatever was lurking within. Amala Atzman, he thought to himself, my current situation isn't really great. In fact, it can't even get worse, the current situation that I'm in. So let me go and try. If I'm successful, fantastic. And if not, my current life is not great either. I have nothing to lose. So he went and he told them, And it began to be public news in the country. Everybody was talking about it. They found the Gibor. They found a tremendous warrior who's going to go into this forest and is going to do battle with the terrible dark force that lives within. And so the Jew went. And he enters into the forest. The takeif, and as soon as he does, shama koyle He begins to hear these loud, horrible, 
shouting and screaming and wailing and howling, terrifying sounds. His soul almost left his body. That's how terrifying it was. And he thought to himself, I'm, I'm going to die. And so he started to scream, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Aleikeinu Hashem Echad. He began to recite the Shema as Jews, Rachman al-Islam, throughout the millennia have been reciting the Shema in the moments before death. And then he saw, that after saying Shema Yisrael and after strengthening his faith and fortifying his belief, the sounds and the terror began to fade. And so now, with a little bit more confidence, he cried out again, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Aleikeinu, Hashem Echad. God is one. Hashem is our God. Hashem is standing with us, supporting us. And again, the sounds faded even more, and the terror began to subside. And he began to run like a madman through the forest, between all the trees and jumping over branches and vines and the thicket, just running, running and screaming Shema Yisrael, running faster and with more strength and screaming Shema Yisrael, until he began laughing and rejoicing in such an intense way, because he saw there was nothing in the forest. The forest was empty. There was no light toiv. There was no terrible, horrible force of any kind. It was just a forest. All that had been was his delusional terror and fear and that passed and all that was left was his laughter over the absurdity of what he had experienced that was completely detached from the reality that there was really nothing to fear the chazar and he went back to the capital and he collected the gold coins and he went home The message that stands out for me from this incredible story, B'derech Efsher, is the way in which so much of what we're so terrified of, so much of what we feel we need to do battle with, so much of what we're struggling with and the obstacles that we face and the, the impassable challenges that we experience, so much of it is in our mind. So much of it relies on what our assumptions are about our strength and about our abilities and about what we're up against and about how difficult things might be if if we ever got around to trying. But the fact is that so much of the time, there's really nothing essential that needs to be feared. It's a figment of the imagination. And I want to focus us in on these words that are used to describe whatever terrifying force they were sure was lurking in this forest, haloi toiv the no good one. Where do we encounter those words before? In the very first story, where the individual that's listening to all these stories that we're learning and we will be learning by Ezra Hashem in the coming weeks and months, he feels that sometimes he's toif, he's good, but then other times he's nishalif, he switches, he changes, and he becomes loy toif, the no good, and he feels himself taken over by this inner force. 
the loy toiv, the no good one. And it emerges from the message of this story that that loy toiv, it didn't really exist, essentially. It was the shadow cast by the concealment of his toiv, of his goodness, of his true self. Much in the way that what's referred to in Kabbalah and Hasidus as the Sitra Achra, the other side. Why is it called the Sitra Achra? The Satan, the darkness, the Klippas, all the negative forces that exist in the world. Why isn't it called the Sitra Tuma, the side of impurity? Why is it referred to as the Sitra Achra, the other side? We have the side of Kedusha and then the other side. And the Svarim explained because the Sitra Achra has nothing of itself. All it is, is the vacuum, is the absence of goodness, of holiness, of godliness. And the only way that we could refer to this side is, oh, it's just the other side. It's the inessential side. It's the side that exists when a shadow is cast in the absence of the side of Kedusha. That's what it means, the Sitra Achra. It doesn't really exist. Saviv Rishayim Yishalachun, David HaMelech says in Tehillim, the wicked forces are saviv, they surround like a klipa, like a peel upon a fruit, drawing their life force from Kedusha. And without Kedusha, without that fundamental quintessence of holiness in the middle, they all fall away. There's nothing binding them, there's nothing giving them vitality, they have no energy of their own. They're just the shell on the fruit. Without the fruit, they don't exist. The forces of darkness exist in the absence of the forces of light. Much like the terrifying experience of darkness in a very dark room is banished, not by finding some way to get rid of the darkness, it's just by, by adding light, by turning the light switch on. And that does away with the darkness. It's the same in spirituality, where physical darkness is rooted. The main thing is to add light. And when we add light, we recognize that Everything else is an unfounded fear. There is no light in the forest. There is no mysterious force that's making all these sounds and causing all these things to happen. It's in our mind. The Gemara tells us that the Satan is covered in eyes. His whole being is covered in eyes. This satanic, demonic force, the Yitzhahara, the Malachamavas, just eyes. And the Maral of Prague explains that the function of an eye is a tool to take the outside world and to allow it to enter in through the openings of the eyes and all the mechanics of the eyes and our vision into the brain, where what we are seeing in the outside world can be processed. The eye is a tool that brings something on the outside in to the place where it's supposed to go. But when it comes to the Satan, the Maral says, Chazal are telling us the Satan is made up of eyes, meaning all he wants to do is to draw us into him to nowhere. There is no place where the eye of the Satan draws us and then deposits us elsewhere. There's no essence to it. It's nothing other than void, vacancy, the absence of godliness. That's what the Satan is. That's what the Sitra Achra is. And when we can understand this, we're able to go with our faith to understand that all the light that we have inside of us, all of this that we feel we're being taken over by this force, there is no force. We just need to be moisif ar, sur ra, like the Hasidic masters teach. How do you stay away from evil? Va'ase toiv, by doing good, adding light. This is the only way that we could fight with darkness because darkness doesn't really exist in and of itself. 
It's only the absence of light. And by adding more light, by adding more godliness, by adding more creativity, by adding more consciousness within our inner world, this is the way that we're able to drive away all of these illusory forces that are lurking in the forests of our soul, of our psyche. But we need to go with confidence, with Shema Yisrael, with this awareness that only Hashem is the true essence of life and that any darkness that we might encounter is a pocket from which Hashem's light right now is concealed and our task is to illuminate those dark spaces. And when we do, like the tzaddikim teach, you turn on the light and the mice scatter. This is the way to banish the lowlier forces that seek to take over our experience. This is the way to do battle with the darkness, is to be moisif ar, to add on light. And the more to this incredible laughter. This incredible laughter of the end where we turn around and we realize, like Chazal tells us the Gemara in Sukkah, that this Yetzahar that we thought was a mountain, it's nothing more than a tiny hair. It's nothing. We just need to go with confidence, with strength, with clarity into what it is and what it isn't. And to realize this is not a demon that we're fighting. This is the absence of Elokus. And the more that we can shine the light of consciousness on it and shine the light of Hashem into that place, the more we realize it's not a sitra de tumah, it's just a sitra achra. And we can expand the sitra de kedusha, we can expand the side of holiness to such an extent that there simply is nothing else. The Yetzirahara is the absence of Yetzirah The darkness is the absence of light. The sitra achra is the absence of the sitra de kedusha. There is no fundamental essence. It feeds off those places where the light of our soul is not shining sufficiently. The part of us which he occupies is the part where we are not yet us, where we are not yet manifesting our toiv, where we are not yet being able to shine the light of our consciousness of Shema Yisrael, of Emuna, of connection to Hashem in a way that will expand the boundaries of Kedusha to such an extent that it's then revealed with great joy that there really is no Sitra Dituma. There is no night. There's only day and almost day. HaKadosh Baruch Hu should bless us to take this message to heart and to remember that so many of the challenges and the struggles and the obstacles that we face outside and inside, so much of it is dependent on the mind. That's not to say that there aren't objective difficulties, that things aren't impossible. That's certainly true. But a great degree of what we struggle with takes place on the level of how we think about what we're struggling with. And if we rob the Yetzirah of its essential power by looking at it with a deeper perspective and finding the good points within it, like Rabbi Nachman teaches about the Nikuda Toiva, finding the good points within the Yetzirah by telling it, you're not who you seem to be. You're just the absence of my channeling all my good energies for Kedusha. That's all you are. You don't really exist. I see through you. You're just eyes. You just want to take me and bring me into nowhere. You don't really exist. Rabbi Nachman says then the Yitzhahara can transform. It becomes something else. It's revealed to have been nothing but a figment of our imagination. We need to empower ourselves, empower the side of Kedusha, and in so doing, disempower that force that we think we're up against 
to march into the yar and to run among the trees, screaming, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad, until we breathlessly collapse on the ground in a fit of laughter. Atishak liyam achrein, there was nothing to fear. There is nothing to fear but fear itself. Kala elam kulay geshert sarma oid, this whole world is a very narrow bridge. Ba'aklalva ha'ikr, the main thing is, Shaloi lefached klal, not to fear at all. And then, when we learn the secret of finding courage and knowing not to be afraid, we realize it wasn't that narrow of a bridge in the first place. It's a very wide bridge, and there's a lot that we could accomplish, but we need to get over the fear that's holding us back, that's convincing us that we're not able to reach our meteoric potential. Wishing everybody the most wonderful day, and thank you so much for listening. <laughs>